Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, now i got to remember how to do this thing. I've moved to the other studio for just the sixth time in the last 20 months. This is the second hour of Oilers Now, which is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. For the next half hour, it's about you. 780-496-0063. Your chance to jump aboard on the Oilers Now hotline. Brought to you by the River Cree Resort and Casino. Now open 24-7. Excitement. Bet on it. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted. With Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday. Brandon Escott is here with me as well. We'll tell you the Japanese Village open to serve you to any one of their five Edmonton and area locations. Try the legendary Wagyu steak cooked right before your eyes. Reserve now at jvedmonton.ca. So we will open up the phone lines, 780-496-0063. Was that a major penalty on Connor McDavid? Is it frustrating when you see Adrian Kempe right back on the ice after the officials tell Dave Tippett that uh, Kempe was injured on the play? Um, And is it irrelevant because Edmonton didn't deserve to win the game anyway based upon the fact that L.A. housed them for large portions of the game? Are you concerned with the Oilers' recent time? They're on a two-game losing streak. Or you're looking at it going, hey, they're 16-7, and seven. they're in a good spot here, and they're 16-7 and seven without having their number one goaltender available for the last 20 games, despite having several injuries on the defense. You tell me what you think. Again, you can reach us at 780-496-0063. This... Uh Oh, lots of texts coming in. And, oh, Brendan, I just screwed up totally here. I hit something and I didn't mean to hit. Now i got to go all the way back up to the top. Oh, what's going on here? Here we go. Uh, again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. This one comes in saying, Bob, Connor has had it with the garbage uh, inflicted on him every game and is starting to even the score. The big problem here is the officiating has not been consistent and it's not improving. The players will take things into their own hands and the fans will voice their anger by walking. Sadly, Bettman is in denial. He has no plan. Another texter comes in saying, Bob, Gary Bettman and his cronies want the NHL to succeed in the United States and will do anything for that to happen. The Canadian teams will never get calls to go their way uh, when they w- uh, to win. Bettman will tease Canadian teams and let them feel like the Stanley Cup finals uh, are there and then cut the feet from underneath them with calls the American way for American Stanley Cup wins. Well, that is some serious conspiracy theory. Uh, this text comes in saying, Bob, Zach Cassian needs to be traded. Enough wake-up calls and chances. Um, Bob, was it a major penalty? Says Jace. We wouldn't even be talking about it with uh, if it wasn't McDavid. Absolutely, it was a major. Bob, yes, Kempe sold it, and uh, that's just the way it is. Cal from Spruce Grove says, the refs are terrible. Don't call a bunch of stuff, and then they call the weak ones. There we go. All right, let's open up the phone line, 780-496-0063. Brendan, do you want to bring aboard uh, David for me? I can do that, yeah. I've forgotten how to work this board, so shows you what I know. We'll start with uh, David out of Edmonton on line number one. Hello, David. How are you doing? Not so bad, yourself? Good. What do you think? I mean, I guess 
you know, it's hard to not look to Calgary and see, you know, I mean, a couple of years ago they were kind of languishing with a lot of, you know, I mean, they don't have near the star power that Edmonton has, but they still have fairly good players as much as I hate to say it. Yeah. And, I mean, they seem to have bought into a system and, you know, players leave Edmonton and they seem to buy into other team systems. And I just wonder what is the issue with Edmonton that, I mean, yeah, we have Connor and Leon, you know, Hyman, a couple other guys, but, I mean, after that, it just drops off like a massive cliff. Like, what is, what's the issue, I guess, is kind of what... I would say Edmonton's got five pretty good forwards. I mean, I I, I look to uh, Nugent Hopkins and Paul Yarvey, and I think there should be some excitement with where Paul Yarvey's headed. I think Ryan Nugent Hopkins and and Zach Hyman are useful players because they can play in every situation. Hyman's got more of a relentless pursuit on the puck. Fogel and Cassian Fogel and Cassian started the year well with Derek Ryan, and then for 15 games it hasn't been there. Uh, if you listen to the show, I, I said in the offseason Calgary was going to be way better this year. Daryl Sutter going in there, Jacob Markstrom in goal. That team doesn't give anything up. I guess, you know, you make a good point, though, David. That's one thing. Like, it seems like the, 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 the Flames, and they got that all-Kings line, right, with uh, Lewis and Lucic, is it Richardson? Is that the other? Anyhow, that, that, I mean, Milan's got like six goals this year. He's had a good start to the season, six or seven goals. He's had a good start to the season. But what happens is that team can check. And the Oilers right now, their bottom six forwards, I mean, they're, they're having problems sign off at five on five. That's, And I do think we'll have three new bottom six forwards by the end of the year because Holloway is going to be one. We'll see what happens with Archibald. I, I'll, I'll count Shore. Right, and I think they'll acquire one more guy as a trade as well. So let's just let's just say Archibald doesn't come back. Holloway by the end of the year will be here. Shore will be in the bottom six on a regular basis, and I think they'll make a trade for one more guy. But I'm I, I got to tell you, I'm a little concerned just in the short term for the next five or six games because they got some tough games coming up. Yeah, exactly. I am very excited to see Holloway coming in, though. Hopefully, he really adds some fire to the team. The players are impressed. I mean, you know, he's skating with them. He's an explosive skater. He's a he. He can't play center. I think he's probably gonna when he here. Here's the timeline. Middle of January, he's in the American Hockey League. When we come back from the Olympics, is he going to be recalled at that stage for final 15 games of the year? What kind of juice can he give him? He's a more physical player than Ryan McLeod is. He can skate. Um, you know, he'll he'll start as a bottom six guy at Edmonton. And in a couple of years from now, are we looking about at a guy who could potentially? I mean, he's a he's a 14th overall pick. Is he a guy that can end up in the top six? Time will tell in that regard. Thanks a lot, David. Thanks for the call. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Brendan, where do you want me to go next? You want me to go to two or four? Which one do you want? Um, let's go. Let's go to two. Let's, let's go. go. We All got right. him right now. Right now. All right. Who do we got here in line two? Hello. <laughs> Hi, who's this? Hey, Bob, this is Tyler Handsome from Twitter. How's it going today? You go by the handle Tyler Handsome? Yes. All right. What's going on, Tyler? You know, I, I think I, I just want to bring in the hashtag strong defense and shots. I think that if we just keep it simple, and I think that if Tippett puts that on the whiteboard before they go out and play their game, I think that he could just relax Tippett on the bench with, with, the, with the backup goalie. And just drink some pop and eat some popcorn and, and just chill out because I, I, that's all we got to do is just keep it simple, Bob. 
All right. Thanks for the call, Tyler. Interesting, and congratulations on having confidence in your Twitter handle, Tyler Hanson. That's well done. Uh, 780-496-0063. They do have, have to check better. They have to play a little bit better structurally, and they do have to get more shots. That said, McDavid and Drysaddle, when they're on the ice, they're going to pass up some shot attempts because they can create and create better uh, scoring opportunities. Let's go to Sean on line number. Is it Sean on two? Is that who we got next? Go ahead, Sean. Sean, you there? Hi. Hi. What, what do you got? Um, Sean, Sean, can you turn your radio down in the car right now? Because it's reverberating back uh, through your phone. Okay. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Um, the officiating in, in the NHL has always been this. I mean, and I don't want to, you know, but I know if I mentioned the Leafs, I know you guys, you know, you got thing against Toronto. But you look at the back in 92, whatever it was, when Gilmore got high stick by, by Gravsky. Yeah. That, that, that was blatant. I mean, how many calls last night? How many calls I watched? I watched, I watched every Oiler game. I watched every Leafs game. And I can tell you that it is pathetic that they got two guys out there now. Back in the day, there was only one. And I don't understand how a guy misses something when he's three feet. One call last night I watched, the guy who was there three feet away or whatever it was didn't make the call. The other guy up the ice made the call. How does that happen? Uh, I do. Okay. I think they manage games. I don't think they officiate games. So if they give Edmonton a couple power plays early, it's hard for Edmonton to earn the third power play. I honestly 100% believe that. And because they manage games and they know the Oilers have a good power play, there are times when they get a couple power play goals where they're not getting more power plays. And they've got the most dynamic player in the world, Connor McDavid. All that being said, did you think that was a major penalty last night to McDavid? Well, unfortunately, you know, because he's leaking, because he's bleeding, that's probably, I would think, why. I just want to say one other thing. Okay, you guys, you, you, you got my man Hyman here now. He's been fantastic. That McDavid is a smart guy, and I already see what he's doing there. He's learned already from Hyman. And if guys can t- learn from him, the, that guy works like nobody else ever worked. And that is the key to winning hockey games. All right, thanks, Sean. 780-496-0063. Zach Hyman has been the most impactful addition the Oilers have made to the lineup via free agency or trade, and certainly in the last 14 years that I've called the games. Going, I mean, the only bigger guy in the last 20 years has been when Chris Pronger was brought in here, just because of the role that Pronger played. But Pronger was only here for a year. The energy level around Hyman, you know what he's going to give you on every given night. We're going to go to Stoney on line number one. Stoney, you're on Oilers now. How's it going, Bob? Good, how are you? Uh, I'm just wondering, I'm pretty good. I'm just wondering if there's a worst 16-7 and seven coach out there in history. Isn't that kind of, I mean, are you having fun with this? Like, reminding people the team's 16-7? and seven? I mean, the team's 16-7, and seven, obviously carried by the best power play in the league. But, man, the defensive structure is brutal, Bob. The bottom six is brutal. We're bringing in guys with good possession numbers. They come here and they tank. Uh, okay, well, a couple things. Going into last night's game before L.A. got three power play goals in that game late, the Oilers' penalty killing was second. Their power play was number one. When Dave Tippett came aboard, the Oilers' penalty killing in the 18-19 season was 30th. 
It's been second, ninth, and until last night, second again. Special teams is a reflection on coaching. So I, yeah, I would but say it's not that the only reflection, like we can understand that, that them holding the blue line is it's, it's a joke to watch every night. All right. Now the, the, the five on five play in the bottom six and how badly they're getting caved in. That is concerning to me. Stoney. I got and it. And that's playoff hockey, right? Yeah. No, that's like, fair. That's what, that's what's important when it comes to playoff time. I'm just wondering when Jay Woodcroft gets the call. Stoney, thanks for the call. Seven eight zero four nine. I, 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 here we are. The team's sixteen and seven. We got somebody saying the the call's got to happen. Let's go to uh, El. Well, hey, they're passionate. Let's go to Elvis on line number three. <laughs> Two game losing streak. Fire the coach. The team that had the best winning percentage in the NHL until Friday. Fire the coach. Elvis on line number three. How you doing, Elvis? Stop! You know what? The world's caving. Like you said, they've lost two, lost two in a row, and they're sixteen and seven. And uh, yeah, whatever. Give me a break. Uh, as far as that penalty last night, I think uh, I think it really, really uh, hit a nerve with all the Oilers fans. Do I think he should have got a penalty for uh, for rough play? Absolutely, two minutes at the most. I don't yeah. think it should have been a five-minute major. Uh, and as far as the guy calling and talking about Calgary down, they, you got to remember one thing. They got a guy named Markstrom down there that we just about had that pretty much puts up a sheet of plywood every time he plays. The guy's been playing unbelievable, but they're one injury away, just like everybody else with that goal. Well, they haven't had any injuries. Down, this, they haven't had any injuries this year. Yeah, they I know. Basically, it, it, Coleman was a little bit nicked up at the start. They've basically been healthy all year. Exactly, and they're playing a system, which is great, but I'll tell you what, Markstrom goes down for any ta- any length of time, which he's known to do. Watch out. That'll be a different they're, difference. They're I'll a good team. You. If you listen to the show, and I know you do, Elvis, I thought yep. they'd be a good team. There was no way he was coming back with the 904. They're heavy. They're tough to play against, um, but they're going to have, at some point, they're, they're very, here, here's another difference. Everybody gets up to play against Connor and Leon. Everybody. Absolutely. Cal- Calgary. Teams look past them, and Calgary outworks them, and that's how they beat them. And as te- as other teams become aware that Calgary is good, I think they're going to get tougher matchups as the season goes on. Thanks for the call, Elvis. i got to get a bunch of others in here. We are going to go to Connor in Edmonton on line four. Connor, how are you doing? Good. How about yourself? Good. Good. Um, the bad starts, those are not – that's not a coaching issue. That is the players. I think the – they think they're a better team than they are. They are a good team, but I think uh, this will wake up call five okay. one loss, and it, it's a bottom six issue as well. And that is effort. Um, Cassian, he's a good skater. The guy stands there. Um, last night's game, there's three of them just standing on the blue line, none of them skating. Um, but uh, I think it's an effort level more than anything. They think they're good. They got the two best players in the world. And I think that sometimes that that's a hindrance to them, but um, we'll see what happens here. Okay, thanks for the call, Connor. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We're going to go to Jim in the Okanagan on uh, line number two. He wants to talk about poor starts. Hello, Jim. How you doing? Good. Uh, I'm John Hilbert's buddy from Jasper, and we met at the Young Stars. Um, anyway, Bob, in my opinion, it's it's about starts. It's about uh, it just seems to be a lack of passion, a lack of effort, a lack of give a crap right off the get go. They just sort of it seems like Edmonton's kind of feeling out, see what kind of a game it's going to be, and see if it you know it's, it's going to be more offensive, and and if 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 Dry and Nuge and McDee are going to pick up the you know pick up the pace and get some points and you can't start like that you got to start right off the bat with 
with some passion, some effort, uh, some physicality in all three zones. And for me, that's what it is. They just don't seem, I don't blame Tippett. It's not Tippett. It's, it's, but they just don't seem ready. They don't seem okay. to, to, they don't seem they're ready to roll their sleeves up and get up there and, and make some things happen and get their nose over the puck. And to me, that's it. It's the slow starts. They get in a hole and they just can't get themselves out of it. Uh, Jim, just as an FYI for the listeners that are maybe younger, uh, now, is John Hilbert still alive? Oh yeah, John. Okay. Yeah, he's uh, he lives in uh, just uh, in uh, Fort outside Fort Wayne, and uh, he played a lot of games in the in the minors in Fort Wayne. And yeah, John's uh, I talked to him on Facebook all the time, and he's doing really really well. He uh, he he got hit hard, man. Ben Wilson, oh, Stan yeah. Jonathan. I mean, and he yeah. and he was a legitimate tough guy in the WHL back in the day. He, in fact, when he played, it was the WCHL. Uh, but those two fights that are on YouTube with him and Ben Wilson and him and Stan. Oh, yeah. Wilson, oh. Wilson, John, John got the left end and went right over uh, Wilson's shoulder. And then Wilson got one in right on the chin. And then when John went down, he Wilson just lawnmowered him. He kept but on he, hit him. Yeah. <laughs> it was he's ugly. a tough guy. And, and John, and one of the things that we always say, you, you won't find a nicer guy anywhere, Bob. And I mean that he's a I, hell of a nice guy. I'm glad. I'm glad he's still with us. Great stuff. There's yeah, far too is. many of those guys really that well. are gone. Awesome stuff. Yeah. Thanks, Jim. Okay, Bob. Take care. You bet. I still want to do, uh, Brendan, I'm going to go all the way to 125 here. Let's go to Mike on line number five. Mike, you're in orders now. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great, Bob. How are you? Good. That's good. Hey, I was just wondering, um, how would you peg our first goal against Whose fault is it, really? Is it are we bad breakdowns on defense, or is it just are like we talking the goal? The goal last night, uh, three mistakes on the goal. Derek Ryan uh, got caught on the wrong side of a, a puck battle just outside the LA blue line. Then Ryan, uh, uh, then uh, Chris Russell, who's a left shot playing right D, he got stripped. That created the two on one. So a couple of mistakes there. The first goal against Seattle, a uh, little bit of a debate on. Uh, Nugent Hopkins made a, a pass to dry settle. It went astray. They had a three-on-two. They had a good middle drive. And then it was a Gord that ripped one home. Uh, I thought that one went right through. Put it this way, the first and second goals on Skinner, I wasn't a big fan of. And the second goal last night on Koskinen. But you know what? The team's got to be better in front of a Mike. So it's the team. It's not goal. goal no, 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 no. It's, it's happening to Skinner. It's happening to Koskinen. Yeah. Both are letting in early goals. Yeah, no, the last two games, It's to me, it's the team. Yeah. And any news on Mike Smith? Uh, yeah, actually, he did. Uh, Reed just texted me this right now. Um, okay, Tip said today, uh, it was an optional, that Mike Smith might have practiced with the team today had there been a full practice. So mm. might be getting closer. Okay, Mike, awesome. i got to get a couple more in here. Yeah, okay. Thank you very much. You bet. Let's go to Ron from Red Deer on line number six. Ron, how you doing? I'm doing really well, Bob. It's a real privilege to talk to you. I'm going to use your words, yep. your GM cap on. What would you give up for Yanni Gord? My concern is the price point. I think, what is he, $5.5 million for three more years? That's a, yeah. tad, a tad problematic for this team right now. I, I like him, and i got to tell you, he dragged the Seattle Kraken into the fight from the opening face-off of that game against Edmonton. He went up against, uh, you know what, he was in it. He was he, he had a real good game against Dreisaitl in the circle. He was antagonistic with the Oilers players. He's a useful yeah. player. But they got to sign Paul Yarvey. They got to have money to sign Paul Yarvey, um, and I don't know how they could fit Gord in. Okay, thank you. You bet. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. One final one here, Stephen, 
in Albuquerque wants to hit on uh, losing against non-playoff teams. Albuquerque, New Mexico. That's is that not like Rocky Long country from back in the day? Steve, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Wasn't Rocky Long the head coach? Of the, what are they called? The Lobos? Wasn't the name of, the, of, U, of New Mexico's football team? The Lobos are the football team, but when I first got here, we had the New Mexico Scorpions, had a bunch of boys from the uh, from the SJHL and stuff that came down and played hockey here for about 10 years. Yeah, Rocky, yeah. But I'm talking football because Rocky Long played for the BC Lions, and I yep. know he coached New yep. Mexico's football program yep. for a while. All right. Yeah, he was there for about a dozen years. He was really good, yep. What do you want to hit on, Steve? you got about a minute. Well, my concern is, yeah, you're going to lose games, but when you lose against uh, Seattle and Philadelphia and Buffalo and Detroit and teams that aren't going to make the playoffs, possibly L.A., those are teams you got to handle. I don't mind losing to Toronto and Pittsburgh and, and Tampa Bay, but for whatever reason, when they got a team that comes to town, they sort of drop their level of intensity and they lose games instead of win games they should be handling. They played good. I got to tell you, against Philadelphia, uh, that was one of Koskinen's tough starts. He gave up two bad ones. Carter Hart was excellent in that game. I think the Oilers yeah. had like 45 or 46 well, shots. But I played hot. Detroit and Buffalo, I agree with you. Detroit and Buffalo, they weren't very good in either of those two games. I think we lost Steven there. Sorry, Steve. Uh, thanks for the call all the way from New Mexico. 126 in Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout. You're listening to Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. 128 in Edmonton. Quickly into the Oilers Now injury report brought to you by James H. Brown. Injury lawyers, unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. Here's Brendan Escott. Well, it sounds like Devin Shore and Mike Smith are uh, the closest of the absentee Oilers to returning. Both of them out with lower body injuries. Nothing new on Duncan Keith as he's still considered day-to-day with an upper body injury, of course, on the IR. Slater Cuckoo is out and Cody Cece still has at least a few more days in uh, COVID protocol. There you have it. 129 off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell out of Bakersfield. Head coach Jay Woodcroft will re-return in Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.